Hi, I'm Conor Gannon, and you're listening to the Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Fabio Molle, and every week I speak to people working at the highest level of tennis, from players to coaches to trainers and more. This week is the second part of our mini-series with Irish tennis player Conor Gannon. I plan to catch up with Conor every four to five weeks during his second year or sophomore year at US University. He spent his first year, aka freshman year, at the University of Tennessee, who at one stage were the number one ranked university in the States. Conor felt he needed a change and transferred to the University of Memphis. Memphis is the former University of World's number one doubles player, Joe Salisbury, who we plan to have on the podcast later this year. And also friend of the podcast, Coach Dave O'Hare, was also there. He was Joe's doubles partner back when they had an extremely successful college career. Dave is now the travel coach of Joe and we've an episode with Dave, actually a couple of episodes with Dave where we discuss his Memphis days and now his coaching days. I have a general catch up with Connor where we discuss the changes, his new teammates, his coach, find his way around the campus, the facilities, his plans for the autumn, his first ever Davis Cup call for Ireland, which is pretty cool. And then we'd finish the call and we're still chatting and he tells me a story of something that happened the night before and I was like, whoa. And we were still recording, so I said, any chance we can share the story? Because it's one of the dangers most parents fear in the US. And Connor said uh, he was happy to share a story. So I have that included at the end, which which I was extremely shocked when he was telling me. But uh, before Connor jumps on, if you enjoyed this episode, please check out our other episodes with US college players, such as Stanford's Arthur Ferry, the recently turned pro and former teammate of Connor Adam Walton. And we also have one going back to early days, which is really good with German player Dominic Koffler, which was a great episode. Also recommend you check out our episode with coach Peter Smith, who's an extremely successful coach at USC. Okay, here's Connor. Hi, Connor. How are you? Hey, Fabio. How are you doing? All good. The second episode of the new mini series starring you on your new program in the States. So tell me, first of all, what university are you at? I'm currently at the University of Memphis right now, yeah. Okay, so that's ex-guest, ex-Irish player, ex-coach, current coach Joe Salisbury and former student Dave O'Hare and Joe Salisbury were in that university. Yeah. Any mentions of them since you've arrived? Yeah, Big Dave has been mentioned a few times. Obviously, Joe Salisbury a lot as well, you know, but a lot of people I say Irish and the first thing they say is, oh, do you know this big ginger guy called Dave O'Hare? So, uh, of course... Uh, he's pretty he's pretty famous around these parts. Great. And when did you leave Ireland to head over? I left around the 8th of August, I think, around that. Yeah, so I arrived here maybe on the 9th. First of all, were you staying on campus, near campus? Literally about a 10-second walk from campus um, in a house with three of the lads on the team. So it's, uh, it's a pretty good setup. Okay. And how many lads are on the team, by the way, the full team? Right now, there's seven that are here, but there's... There's two that are taking the fall off to play some futures, and then there's one one redshirt coming in. Well, I believe in January, who is a redshirt. It's basically someone that won't play at all. He just kind of like gets the experience of what college is like and kind of travels with the team and see what it's all about, and then he starts properly 
starts properly in the next <laughs> term. Uh, he ba- like a red shirt is basically someone that doesn't play at all, but is just on the team, you know. I think Ben Shelton was a red shirt, was he? Maybe I'm not too sure about that one, but it's basically someone that trains everything with the team. He just can't play matches, so he gets another year of eligibility or half a year or half a term. What's the center like there? The courts, indoor, outdoors. They're building an unbelievable facility, like Fabio, like top quality, and um, right now. So I think the outdoor courts are supposed to be ready end of September. So when when I get back, they should be should be ready to go, and then the indoor facility should be open around. December, January that time. So right now we're practicing at the at the old facility. There it's called a racket club. So David Heron is very familiar with that place. A lot of memories created by him there. So obviously the weather's a joke right now. So we're not really not really practicing indoors. Like it's really hot and really humid. So it's really good practice weather. So we're all we're basically just training outside. It's perfect now, you know. A couple of hard courts there. So um, it's really good. Great. You did say when I get back you might confuse a few people with that but that means when you get back from Davis Cup which we'll talk about in a few minutes and so the new centre how many outdoor courts are they going to have? Fabio are going to be flabbergasted here it's going to I think it's 24 outdoor courts which is unbelievable isn't it? Why do you need 24 outdoor courts when there's only like 10 of you guys let's say? Good question I don't know ask the builders ask the architects (laughs) and tell me gym wise what's the gym like over there? Top quality, you know, it's the same. It's roughly the same as I was in in Knoxville. You know, it's just like just the athletes. Memphis University of Memphis on every weight plate, every weight you could ask for, every bike you could ask for, the training room, exact same. I, I've been doing loads of ice baths, hot tubs, swimming pool. You know, it's kind of state of the art facilities. Nothing you get back home. So everything like that's perfect. You know, it's what exactly what you want when you're in college or when you're training. When you're training hard and you're sore, you sore body. You want to go. You want to go to the ice bath. You want to get some treatment done. It's perfect, you know. And who who's the coach? Paul Gobel is the head coach. Was he around when Dave was around? He was, yeah. Fun fact, actually, Fabio. You know, in Fitz, there's like past doubles champions. Yes, Irish Open champions. Yeah, Irish Open champions. So both of the coaches here are on that list, which is mad, isn't it? So Paul Gobel won it in like. That's crazy. I don't want to disrespect him. Maybe it's like 92 or 97. I'm not too sure what the day was. And then Jack Findle Hawkins, who's a good, great friend of Julian Bradley, Peter Bothwell, you know. So he won it with Julian in 2018 or 2019 or something like that. So Did he? Yeah, that's pretty cool to have both of them, you know. For listeners, Fitz is the tennis club that were a member of Fitzwilliam Lawn Tennis Club. Yeah. And I was only looking, I was with Colm O'Brien on Sunday, we were only looking at the Irish Open winners where, like, Bjorn Borg's name is up there. Rod Laver's up there. I think McEnroe as well, potentially. I'm not sure about McEnroe, but there's some serious names up yeah. there. Like I think the, it's because they used to come here before Wimbledon or something because it was grass, you know? Some, yeah. I can't remember, someone told me that, that they used to come out and practice yeah. week before. No, that's definitely, it was a warm-up tournament before Wimbledon, so we need, we need to bring those days back. Yeah, get them back. And so, what's the quality of your teammates that you have on site so far? They're really good, you know, you're spending spending almost every second with them because I live with them, so we're obviously going to form a good relationships with them. Yeah, they're really good, no complaints. All of them are really good guys, you know, they'd go out of your way to help you, which is fantastic, like they... If someone arrives in late, I remember a couple of, couple of guys arriving in late or flights are getting delayed and normally people would sack it off and get an Uber or something like that. But no, none of the, all of them were, were getting lifts, you know, so off oh, teammates. So they're really good guys and they do anything to help you, which is really nice to feel when you feel welcome. You know, it's uh, especially coming from Knoxville, you know, it's you're not a familiar face for a year. So it's nice to have people that are welcoming and 
really friend really friendly and stuff like that and want to ask you to go for dinner and hang out so it's really it's really nice to it's a bit of comfort you know it's not you're not kind of feeling out of the out of the shell straight off the bat so it's really nice to have nice and tell me what's the the quality of tennis who's number one i'm not sure but the team is team is really well this year you know it's going to be it's going to be everyone's going to be fighting for the spot i think it all depends on the fall we have as well if you have a good fall bad fall or medium fall or whatever it really depends how you do this do this fall because a lot of tournaments coming up so i mean that'll depend kind of the seedings and stuff like that but the team it's a tough team you know it's not it's not gonna be walk apart like you have to show up every day which is tough but i think we're all like we're playing seven played sets on last week and everyone people were losing to each other people were winning against each other like there was so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one but gotta just see how it goes you know how the fall goes I don't want to say anything, you know, disrespect. Like, just there's opportunity there, is what you're exactly. saying. There's opportunity for everybody. Um, just we'll take them, really. What's your current days? Obviously, we've just hit September. You've been there just under a month. Yeah. What's your typical day look like? And so, so we're currently in this eight-hour week, which is a rule by NCAs. So you have to obviously explains it eight hours. And I think Mondays is in the morning and hour privates courts there's courts like literally five minute walks from our house so we wake up at 6 30 and we serve for half an hour at seven and then we do privates for the 45 or ever long left then go to class or whatever and then do practice for two hours in the afternoon and then tuesday thursday are weights in the morning and then do practice in the afternoon and then obviously the other two days uh it's the same regime with the morning practice and then saturday i think this is the last week of the eight hours so after this we can I think it's up to like 22 or something like that. So you can spread it out. You know, you don't have to condense. You can do two hours in the morning. You know, you can do whatever you want. What is the eight hour thing? I don't understand. I think it's just, I'm actually not too sure either because I've never heard of it before, to be honest with you. I think it's just eight, like you you have to do eight hours. The coaches can only be on court with you for eight hours or something like that. Okay. So you don't like get overloaded in the first two weeks of school because to be honest with you, Fabio, it's a lot of, it's a lot for me, especially because I've been here before. It's a lot of like adjusting, like getting to know classes. Where are they? Like walking back, like and then getting ready for school. So it's, it's actually for maybe someone that has been here for a year. They they know what it is. You know, they don't have to think about. It. They know where the classes are. They know where the buildings are and stuff like that. But for like someone like me that hasn't been here for been here for a year, it's tough to like get your bearings stuff like that for the first week and a half. And so I think that's why they. Imp- I, honestly, I think that's why, but I'm not hundred percent sure for the first two weeks but I'm I'm a lost cause at this state with the rules I, that's, 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 that's why anyway This podcast is brought to you by ASICS Tennis ASICS is a Japanese company founded in 1949 with the purpose of giving more people the opportunity to experience how sport and movement can have a positive impact on mental well-being that purpose is also in their name ASICS is an acronym which means Anime Sano Incorporate Sano a Latin phrase meaning sound mind sound body today the brand is still dedicated to that founding belief of demonstrating the positive effects sport and movement can have on our mental well-being all over the world they just launched their most innovative tennis range ever which includes the new court ff3 novak the shoe designed from the ground up with the help of novak Djokovic. get your pair now at asics.com so you did obviously your year in tennessee yeah what are you studying here and have you gone into a second year of a program yeah so i'm doing sports management fabio so I started that. I think it's diff- It's called something different here, but in Knox, in Tennessee, I was doing sports management. So I was just 
but I think I've, I still have to do loads of classes like to, so I don't know what it's got. It's, like, it's an undergraduate program. So I have to do loads of like classes that have nothing to do with sport. Like I'm in a music class, which is outrageous <laughs> because I can't even play an instrument. Are you going to have to learn how to play one? Uh, I don't think so. I might just sing in the background. Oh. Yeah. My voice is spectacular. Great. At least, at least you have that. Yeah. Okay, so tell me, what is the plan for the next three or four weeks? So, do, 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 when do official matches start? What sort of official matches start? Or is there ter- team tournaments? What way does it work? Yeah, so basically the fall is really kind of, a, it's, how do you explain it? It's really individual. So, you get Hidden Duels, which is basically an invite from a college. So, we're going to Harvard in Boston, and we're playing Texas A&M and obviously Harvard and then I think one more school. So we got an invite from them to play. So we basically just play against them, but it has no bearings on rankings, whatever. Okay. It's just kind of practice to get matches in. And then there's loads of like individual tournaments after that, but you're obviously representing, I'm representing Memphis, you know, so there's all Americans, which is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's regionals, which is your region. And if you do well on that, you go to all of the America, whoever does well, and they all come together and play. And then there's loads of like UTR tournaments. Like I know some of the guys on the team this weekend are going to Starksville, Mississippi State, to play. I think it's either like a small UTR tournament or just a tournament, you know. So, And then loads of people are going to play Futures as well because there's, there's a huge amount of Futures here in the fall. Like I think starting oh, from the end of September, there's like two or three, and then a Chally as well. You know, there's a lot of lot of tournaments uh coming up so that's kind of how the fall works you know it's kind of like more individual based and and kind of just getting getting loads of matches in before before the real shebang starts in in january okay and finally you got your davis cup call up congratulations yeah thank you so much when are you heading to the caribbean caribbean was right fabio yeah bahamas barbados fabio Oh, Barbados, sorry, I got it wrong. When, yeah. when are you heading there? I know I was speaking to Simon Carr and Oscar today, and they're, well, I know Simon's heading Saturday or Sunday, and then I'm not sure about Oscar, O'Sheen when he's heading out. I'm leaving here Sunday morning at six, so it's a bit of a grind. Um, but listen, to play Davis Cup, I'd leave at any time, you know. Um, so I'm leaving Sunday, and there for a week yet, yeah, so there for a week training and then playing Friday, Friday, Saturday, and then leaving on the Sunday. It's been a dream of mine since since a young age. So just let my my parents come out as well. They're in New York at the moment watching the US Open. So and they're they're getting a bit of a treat there. They're getting they're two weeks of pure tennis. So uh, wow, yeah, they're they're loving it, and uh, it's going to be pretty special to have them coming out. Because you know, like I'm one of my birthday presents. I got tickets to go watch. It was either like Lithuania or. Tunisia or something in fits and remember this crowd remember the stands and stuff like that is I was like wow that'd be pretty cool you know so no it's an absolute dream dream come true to play for them I've wanted them for a long time and for it just to happen you know it's pretty special so yeah, congrats. Yeah, for me that's one of my goals anyway you know it was kind of one I jotted down a few years ago and to finally like kind of get that and get the call up it's uh it's definitely pretty special you know representing your country and in, in any sports a bit of a bit of a privilege and an honor because I'm a proud Irish man so it's uh it's very special for not just me it's for my family as well you know my parents and put a lot of a lot of time and effort into me and i'm very grateful for that and especially my two brothers as well you know i wouldn't be i wouldn't be going without them so yeah this one's this no not this sounds real cringy but it's dedicated to them you know great and your folks are going to be there they're probably the only two irish people over there yeah or unless there's more going over that i don't know but i don't think so yeah i don't know anyway but 
I mean, obviously there's going to be chilling for the first few days and then they're going to come to the matches and stuff. But no, they're really looking forward to it and obviously I haven't seen them in a few weeks so it's going to be really nice to see them as well. Um, and a little break from college would be very nice without any classes. Overall though, are you are you happy with the decision you made to go to Memphis so far? Yeah, 100%. Fabio, listen, it's a tough, it's honestly, it's a really tough decision trying like knowing to leave because you're kind of second guessing yourself, you know, if you're yeah. going to like the new pace and is it, is it going to be the same or are you, are you the problem, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and leaving all your friends as well in Knoxville, like all the all the friendships and relationships you made. So no, but 100% really happy with the decision. It was a tough one though, to be honest, but no, really happy, really like it here, like the people, like everything to do with it, like the vibe. So I'm really enjoying it right now and really happy I made the made the transition to come to Memphis. Great. And I have two more questions for you. One is, let's say we're going to chat in four or five weeks again. Yeah. What should you have achieved by then or where, what should have happened? What would you like to, what would you like me to ask in five weeks? Maybe how did the hidden jewels go in Boston? Um, depends if I play All-Americans as well. I could be in All-Americans when we have that, when we have that call. Yeah. Just asking how the results go. How was it? You enjoyed and just what was it like? Yeah. I suppose some of that and, has the year in Tennessee, though, made your life a bit more easier here? I know you don't know your way around, but from a workload point of view. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, like some of the stuff I was doing there, I would never, I would never imagine myself ever doing, you know. So I definitely know I can, I can go to some depths, which are pretty grim regarding like workload and stuff like that. So I'm obviously, I mean, like I'm actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I was really, for, I'm really fortunate, you know, to go there for a year because I've experienced what it's like. I've experienced like the highest, highest level tennis, highest like money, what, how much money everyone gets and stuff. So I'm definitely, I'm, I actually am really happy I went through it. I went through a rough patch, you know, so because now I'm on the brighter side, you know, I, there's a saying, I think McGregor says, you have to go through this, you have to go through the storm to get to the sun. Definitely went through the storm back then. And now, now I'm living the best life. I won't go the best life, but living a good life. What do you mean by how much money people got seeing that? I don't, no, I just meant as in like the, the like how much money the tennis program got okay. compared to like other schools and stuff like that. Yeah, it makes sense. Who's that on your wall there? I can't really see. Is that your inspiration? That's Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan with the rings. Nice. Yeah, gammy lights, but that's Michael Jordan. And then I got I got Roy Keane up here. Failed to prepare to fail. Then I got. Uh, the goat over here, Rafa. Rafa holding his twenty, it's a twenty-second Grand Slam. So that's pretty cool. Then I got another nice. card there given to me by Stephen Nugent. Let's hope to see we see a ring on you over the next few years. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to wear a ring and show off, let people kiss it. You know, I think the only person that has a ring in Ireland is Paul Fitzgerald. Yeah, and a Division Two ring for. Yeah, he keeps going through it. So I need to. I need to show his my my ring. Quickly jumping in here to say that this part of the episode. Connor swears a bit and it's fully understandable when you hear a story and he also mentions number 12 who's actually four and three wounded which is still devastating. There's a shooting last night right? And uh, a shooting? Shooting yeah. I was walking back from class right? And so the other side of campus like way over there like 20 minute, 15 minute walk and I was walking back I've class like 5.30 like a late night class and uh, I've, I signed up to go to some talks so I, to, I was walking back to that at 7 so I was going to be a bit late the shooting was like two minutes down the road, right? And then the other talk is two minutes the other side. Yeah. So I was walking back and I'm crossing the road and all I hear is Nina, Nina, Nina. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. Like, what's that shit? Like, who, what are they saying? Like, and uh, I'm in the talk and all of a sudden my phone just like, 
Bing it, like emails, 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 stay inside, stay inside, can't leave, stay inside, active shooter going around shooting people like in this car, like bang, bang, bang. Like, and I'm like, what? I'm this like, more or less on campus, is it? Yeah, this is, no, not on campus, like two minutes, like it's in, it's in a basically, he went into an auto zone, like a Halfords, and just started shooting people. And I'm like, oh what? my God. And then he was driving around shooting people as well. I think he killed like 12 people. And what? Yeah, 12 people were killed. So anyway, we had to stay there. We stayed in this place for two hours, in the talk for two hours, even though the talk only lasted 10 minutes. Uh, I stayed there for two hours, and he's like, who walked here? So obviously, obviously, I don't have a car, right? And I was like, yeah, I walked. And the guy was like, no, you can't walk home. Like, someone has to bring you. I'm like, oh, like, I'm so tired. Like, a really long day. I had tennis in the morning. had weights, and I had to go do tennis again. And I'm, I'm so tired. I'm shattered. went to class, did homework. Like, I'm so tired. I want to go home. I want to sleep. I want to eat some food. And I'm here till, I'm in the talk till 10 o'clock, right? And I'm like, fuck, I want to leave. I'll run home. I'll run home. So anyway, this person brings me. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so quiet out. Like normally there's people driving, people walking. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so quiet. Like, and I'm shitting myself walking out to go to the house. Like 10 second walk from the road to get to the house. And I'm like, oh my oh. God, I ran inside. Oh, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And then they only called him at like one o'clock. And oh, fuck. But it was a whole lockdown. Everyone's in is lockdown. that usual over there? No, not really. Now this oh. apparently this is the first time it's happened in years. Like oh this guy's God. nuts, man. He was going into shops and just shooting people, like Grand Theft Auto style. Like it was fucking bizarre. And then they've cancelled. They've they've cancelled classes today. It was like you can go to class if you want, but if you want to stay home, like feel free. So I texted. Him. I was like, professor, sorry, mate. There's no chance of going to class. Like, yeah, lock I'm yourself in. This but you know the way but they, they got him though they got him yeah like one o'clock he's in custody now but like someone easy could have just come out again to shoot you know that's uh, that's absolutely crazy it's fucking but you know the way coming from Ireland like you're not I'm not American like I don't know I've never even held a gun or seen a gun like that's pretty gun, scary I've never held a gun like, he's just going around shooting people like the guy was going on Facebook live right and he was videoing yeah. shooting people I was just like this guy's off the charts like that's crazy fucking that's, nuts yeah well, look you're okay hopefully yeah. that's sad like some people uh, died, but uh, yeah, stay safe. Uh, get training. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Fabio. Great to talk to you, mate. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Connor's catch up and weren't too shocked at the story at the end. But I'll be catching up with Connor in four to five weeks, and we'll be back with a regular episode next week. Goodbye.